for the praise. Father, we open up our hearts to receive from you this morning. We receive light and understanding in the name of Jesus. We receive grace and strength in our inner man to do all that we hear today in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name we've prayed. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1. You may be seated. So, this morning I'll be talking on, Ye shall receive power. Praise God. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1. Verse 8. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Hallelujah. I want us to read it together. One, two, go. But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Praise God. Now, why was this power given? Why was this power given? Let's turn our Bibles to Mark chapter 16. Gospel according to St. Mark chapter 16. Start reading from verse 15. Mark chapter 16 from verse 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and the sick shall recover. So that's a great commission, right? So Jesus said, go into all the worlds and preach the gospel. So after this great commission, then he tells them, tarry in Jerusalem. Okay, so what's going on? Are we to go or are we to tarry? They were supposed to go, praise God. But the reason the Lord said tarry is because for them to be able to accomplish that which they've been sent to do, there is a need for them to receive power. Are you following? So it takes power to carry out this assignment. The, the responsibility of preaching the gospel is one that requires the power of God. So that was why Jesus said, tarry. Are you following? Praise God. Now they didn't tarry for too long. Because when the day of Pentecost came fully the bible says there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind and filled the room where the house where they were and they were all filled with the holy ghost but what did the lord say 
tell them to expect after they receive the Holy Ghost? He said they would receive power. Are you following? So the power, what is power? It is divine ability. Hallelujah. Miraculous ability. The miracle working ability of God. Amen. And the Holy Spirit is the custodian of the miracle working ability of God. So Jesus told the disciples in Mark 16, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Then he tells them, tarry in Jerusalem. Now, tarry in Jerusalem was not um, another instruction that they should not go. It was so that they would wait till they are endued with power from on high. Hallelujah. Now, the promise of the Spirit was not only given to the early apostles, was not only given to the early church, the promise of the Spirit is God's outpouring upon all people who receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Turn your Bibles to John chapter 7. John's Gospel chapter 7, verse 38. If I let's start the reading from verse 37. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture had said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Of living water. This but this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. Who are those that are supposed to receive the Spirit? They that believe on him. Does that include us? So it, doesn't, it didn't stop with the early church. It didn't stop with the apostles of old. It includes us because it is they that believe on him. If you are a believer on the Lord Jesus Christ, can you wave your hand? So the Holy Spirit is for you too. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is for you to say the Holy Spirit is for me. So this spake he of the Spirit which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. But when you turn your Bibles to Acts of the Apostles chapter 2, you'll find out that the Holy Ghost has now been given. Hallelujah. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the place where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire and sat upon them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's see what happened after that encounter. And there were, verse 5, and I'm reading Acts of the Apostles chapter 2, verse 5. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Now, one significant thing we need to also realize about the Holy Spirit coming on the day of Pentecost. Because Pentecost is a, 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 a Jewish celebration that commemorates the giving of the law. Alright, so you find people from every nation, even people that were not that are not originally um, Jews, proselytes, people that had oh received the revelation that oh the God of Israel is actually the the creator of the heavens and the earth, the one that made us. So they had actually converted into Judaism and they were following God under 
you know, Judaism. So on the day of Pentecost, they will come from different parts of the world. Are you following? They will come from different parts of the world to celebrate. For instance, the Ethiopian eunuch that Stephen, I mean, was it Stephen? Sorry? Philip, thank you. Philip ministered to, right? Was not resident in Israel. He came to worship. Do you understand that? So, that day, you find people travel from all over the world to uh, celebrate, you know, uh, the, the, the uh, Pentecost with them. So, there were, um, and there were dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. So, that means even some came, relocated, and dwelt in Jerusalem because of the God of Israel. Hallelujah. Because they realized that he's the one true God. So, they were dwelling at, at Jerusalem, Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Maybe there were some Nigerians, but Nigeria had not been created. So, <laughs> Now, when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? How, and how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we are born? Parthians, Medes, Elamites and the dwellers in Mesopotamia and in Judea and Cappadocia, in Pontus and Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia in Egypt and in the parts of Libya, about Cyrene, and strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes, Cretes and Arabians. We do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God and they were all amazed and were in doubt saying one to another what minute this others mocking said these men are full of new wine but Peter standing up with the eleven lifted up his voice and said unto them ye men of Judea and all that dwell at Jerusalem be this known unto you and hearken to my words for these are not drunk as ye suppose seeing it is but the third hour of the day but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Remember Joel chapter 2? This is that which was spoken by prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaids, I will pour out in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy and I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath blood and fire and vapor and of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and notable day of the Lord and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now they are fulfilling the great commission by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. They are fulfilling the great commission by the power of the Holy Spirit. It takes the power of the Holy Spirit to fulfill the great commission. Hallelujah. 
So they just began to tell them the things that God said he had done. Did you notice that they started preaching from the scriptures that this is that that was spoken by prophet Joe. God said this. God said that. God said this. You will pour out his spirit and this will happen. That will happen and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You now say ye men of Israel hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you as ye yourself also know. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified whom God hath raised up having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be holding of it. For David speaketh concerning him. I foresaw the Lord always before my face for he is on my right hand that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. Moreover also my flesh shall rest in hope. Because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer the Holy One to see corruption. Thou hast made me to know thou hast made known to me the ways of life, and thou hast, and thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulchre is with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet, so he's trying to say, David was not speaking of himself when he said, Thou shalt not uh, let my soul, leave my soul in hell, right? Speaking prophetically that Jesus actually went to hell so that we will not go, and that will not suffer me to see corruption. In other words, he was not going to remain in the grave and decay do you understand that? Praise God. God was going to bring out his soul from hell. Because when you study Isaiah 53, his soul was actually poured out as an offering. Praise God. That's why there is redemption for your soul. Are you following? So by the power of the Holy Spirit, he began to expose the scriptures. These were guys weeks later who did not understand what the scriptures meant. Who did not understand why Jesus had to go to the cross. But when the Holy Ghost came, their understanding was opened. The power of God had come to reside within them. And they began to declare the truth of the gospel. It is not only for the early apostles. It was not just for Peter, for John, for James. It is for the church of the living God. And the word of Jesus it was true for them then, it is true for us now. And that's why I say to you today, according to the word of the Lord Jesus, ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Now there is a difference. For them, they were waiting for the Holy Ghost to come. For us, the Holy Ghost has come. Hallelujah. So if you have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you have re- done that in faith and you have received that ability to speak in other tongues, which tells you that indeed the Spirit of God is already within you. And let me say something about that. You see, when you ask the Father to fill you with his Holy Spirit, he will. Are you following? He will. Because the Bible tells us that if men who are evil know how to give good gifts to their children, how much more the Heavenly Father will give the Holy Ghost to them that ask him. So there is no such thing as, I'm asking, I've been asking, I've been asking for, 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 for 10 years, for 20 years, I've been asking, why will God not give me? No, there is no such thing. It was the one that said it. 
Joel 2, I will pour out my spirit. And he has poured out his spirit. All you need to do is to embrace the spirit. Hallelujah. Receive the spirit. What do you need to do to receive the spirit? Be born again. Amen. Be born again. Because the world cannot receive him. Because he cannot see him. He does not know him. Does not. You have to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Because it is the spirit of the Son as well as the spirit of the Father. Are you following? Praise God. So, once you are born again, you have been made clean, then you can receive the Holy Spirit. But Jesus says something remarkable that I want to point our attention to this morning. You shall receive what? You shall receive what? After that, the Holy Ghost is what? You know, in the church, we just gloss over the power part. And we hold on fervently to the tongues. Do you understand that? We edit the, in quote, inconvenient part of God's word. Because if I claim that I have power, people will bring situations to me requiring power. And that's true. The moment you go around demonstrating the power of God, you are going to become in high, you are going to be in high demand. The Bible says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Except you are not interested in that. But it's your responsibility. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. And it's not just a sign you choose to follow you or not. He said, go ye into all the world. It was a commandment. Praise God. Go and the signs will follow you. Then he says, so that the signs will follow you, receive the Holy Ghost. The moment you do that, the power is there. Hallelujah. Do you understand that? Do you understand that? Don't ignore the power and hold on to the tongues. Don't ignore the power and hold on to the tongues. You know, we like the tongues. We like to talk about the tongues. We like to talk the tongues. Then sometimes when we get people filled with the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus, our emphasis is the tongues. We say pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. We don't emphasize the power. Praise God. Are you following? The tongues is important. Don't get me wrong. I teach on tongues. I teach about tongues. But glossing over the power does not help. Because you receive power after which what? The Holy Ghost is a complete package. You remember, he says, This sign shall follow you. He said, In my name, you will cast out devil. That power. Right? In my name, you will lay hands on the sick and they will what? Recover. That's what? Power. Then he said, In my name, you will speak in new tongues. Why do we take the tongues? And pretend the power is not there. If tongues is coming out of your mouth by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, then power is also there because the package is complete. The Holy Ghost then look at you and say, ah, "Let's do a checklist. Let's give him tongues. Let's remove lay, laying hands. Let's remove if they drink any deadly thing." Let's just give this one tongues. 
tongues is all he can handle now. When the Holy Ghost came in, everything the believer was commissioned to do became activated. Do you understand that? And that's why I'm bringing this word to you this morning. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. To wake up to the reality of the power of God that is in us. Let's look at the demonstration of God's power in Acts of the Apostles chapter 3. Acts of the Apostles chapter 3 from verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together in the temple at the hour of prayer, being the night hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gates of the temple, which is called Beautiful, who, act, who, who asked arms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an arm. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave them heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I have none, but such as I have, I give unto thee. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the hand, and he lifted him up, and immediately his power and ankle bones received strength, and he leaping upstood and walked and entered with them into the temple walking and leaping and praising God and all the people saw him walking and praising God and they knew that it was he which sat for arms at the beautiful gate of the temple and they were filled with wonders and amazement at that which had happened to him and as a lame man walked with sorry and as a lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is, that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto them, Ye men of Israel, why marvel at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us, as though by our own power or holiness we have made this man to walk? Hallelujah. So this notable miracle... Is usually what happens when there is a great miracle. And the people were wondering. They were looking at them. That these people must be something. Then Peter said something very, very powerful. Now, I want you to note something. When he looked at the man, he said, silver or gold, I have no, but such as I have. Then when the people came around wondering, he said, why look on us as though it is by our power or holiness. So what's going on here? Peter, which one is it? Do you have the power and the holiness? Or do you not have the power and the holiness? What's going on? He looked at the man, he said, such as I have. So there is a sense of ownership. There is a sense of union with the power. At the same time, he's saying, why are you looking at me? It's as though it's my power. What he's saying is this. In Peter, Peter the fisherman, or ex-fisherman, there is no power. Do you understand that? In Peter, Peter, Peter in himself, there is no holiness. But in Christ, in Peter, 
and Christ in that recreated human spirit, there is both power and holiness. Are you following? Do you understand that? So that's the same mistake we make. Instead of being like Peter, saying such as I have, what do you have? In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We, th- we reverse it. We look at ourselves and say, I don't have any holiness. I don't have any power. As though it is your personal holiness and your personal workout drills for power that makes it available. No. Ye shall receive power. After which the Holy Ghost is come upon you. The presence of the power is determined by the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. Do you understand that? And that was what Peter knew because he heard it from the Lord that ye shall receive power. So he took responsibility for it and said, because I have received the Holy Ghost, the power of the Holy Ghost is in me. Not my power in myself, of myself, of my own ability, of my own holiness, of my own righteousness. No, 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 no. But the power of the Holy Ghost is in me because the Lord Jesus said, I shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost. So the factor is the Holy Ghost. The factor of power is the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The factor of power is the Holy Ghost. So what is my place? What is my responsibility? My responsibility is to be the vessel that takes responsibility for the fact that the Holy Ghost is in me and that his power is available in me and to let the power out. Are you following? By using the power. So all Peter did was that he used the power. And let me also address this. There are a lot of teachings we do in the body of Christ that are very important and they are very necessary. But if you are not careful, you will get so deep into them that you will become you will become embalmed with unbelief. And you start putting so many criterias here and there when it comes to the demonstration of the power of God. And we need to learn this. Praise God. For instance, we talk about the manifestation of the Spirit. We talk about the move of the Holy Ghost. Then we dissect it. We say, what is it? The gift of this, the gift of that, the gift of that. We, I don't find Peter talking about which gift should I use now. Holy Ghost, which gift, which gift? He didn't bother himself. All he said was he saw a situation and he knew that the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost. Even when you talk about the manifestation of the Spirit, the Bible says it is the Spirit that releases them as he wills. Do you understand that? The Holy Ghost will release whatever it will take to get the job done. All you need to do is to be an available vessel through whom the Holy Ghost can release the power. Are you following? But we teach and teach and teach and we tell ourselves, well, I am not yet there. You know, I'm just just growing. And thank God for growth. We need to grow. We're all growing. I'm growing. 
we should be growing and growing will never end until we see jesus face to face when we see him we'll be like him until then the renewal of our minds will continue are you following until the eventual salvation of our soul but that salvation is will only be completed when jesus appears and we see him face to face are you following praise god do you understand that but we we sometimes say we are people of the word so we dive into the word until we we are okay how do i say this i doesn't communicate the wrong thing till we get missing in all the complexities we bring up we start dividing the fruit uh, gift of the spirit we start you know over analyzing what is not they are all a lot of it is unbelief please don't get me wrong i'm not saying those teachings are not important they are very very important but they should not become you know because you can stay on those things and study them for the next 30 years and you still do nothing with that simple statement of our lord jesus christ and ye shall receive power after which the holy ghost is come upon you then you step out and come against situation and say in the name of the lord jesus by the power of the holy ghost i command you in jesus name then you let the holy ghost do the rest but no we sit down we want to analyze the gifts dissect it extrapolate it find the the intersection do the permutation and the combination until we become completely not very useful where the power of god is concerned i believe we need to return to simple obedience ye shall receive what power sometimes it seems like we like complicated christianity maybe we feel it makes us look sophisticated and we talk and talk and talk and talk please talking is important the teaching ministry is what important but jesus taught more than anybody do you understand that the amount of teaching jesus did in three and a half years of ministry nobody do you understand that nobody has done it if you put all preachers that have ever lived before jesus came they didn't do it you know why because we we talk 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 and sometimes if god really sees what we are talking Maybe it's 25% that will hit the mark. Why? Because we have a lot to learn. We are growing. But every word Jesus opened his mouth to say was the very truth. Hallelujah. Are you following? So he also said to us, you shall receive what? Power. So we need to repent and stop making excuses. So Peter said, why are you looking at us as though well? it's not my personal power, but I get power. Ah, power D. Oh, power D. Do you understand that? But it's not my, you understand? It's not my, like, it's not my power, but it's my power. It's the power of the Holy Ghost in me. I'm the one that will use it. 
but I'm not the one that will effect it. But I'm the one that will stand in faith and say, I'm demanding from this situation. Where did I stop? Yes. Are you following? Yes. Amen. So Peter said, such as I have. But he was careful to make the distinction that, look, don't start looking at me. Right? Like this thing that I have is just in me. Look, it is in Christ in me. Are you following? But I have to take responsibility for it. I don't dissociate myself from it. I don't act like the power will not respond to me. Because the power has been given to respond to me in the name of Jesus. And another important thing about what Peter said, telling them that, look, this power is in me, but its origin is not like originating from me. Nonetheless, it's in me. I'm responsible for it. Another important importance of that is that, as we see, Peter got to the end of his preaching, gave them the offer of salvation, then he said, this promise is also unto you. In other words, it's not something that is exclusive to me. It is unto as many as the Lord shall call. That includes every one of us here. Hallelujah. Are you following? Why do we need to walk in the power of God? Well, number one, because Jesus said we need it. Ye shall receive what? Power. After we the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And he also knows that in our life on the earth, there will be different situations and circumstances will come up against that requires the manifestation of the power of God. Then also we have an enemy. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and what? Powers. Are you following so we are dealing with elements that have power. So you can't afford to gloss over the fact that the power of God is resident on the inside of you. The home address of the power of God is the heart of the believer. Do you understand that? And I hope this is not just going to be another cute sermon of you know, Pastor Tunday, then we move on to the next thing. I hope you wake up because there is no shortage of the power of God to the believer. The Bible speaks in Ephesians chapter 1 that we love to pray so much that the eyes of our understanding might be enlightened. It doesn't stop there. It said we might alongside know the exceeding greatness of his power that is at work to us world who believe that power is there now but we are not often conscious of it we are looking for some more powerful beings some more senior christian to do our praying for us to lay hands on us to use the power of god on our behalf no you have received power because the holy ghost has what come upon you what do you do with the power? You use it. You use it. First thing that will help is to wake up to the consciousness of the power. 
then we need to be careful of some of the terminologies we use. I'm generating power. I am, you know, I, 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 no, 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 no. The power of God in your life is not even a function, function of fasting and prayer. You don't need to fast and pray for the power of God to flow. There are many things we have believed that have insulated us. That's the problem. The reason you fast and pray is to heighten your sensitivity to spiritual things. Do you understand that? Why? Because you have a flesh that is not saved. You also have a soul that is not saved. Do you understand that? It must be renewed. I'm consistently renewed. Daily. Hallelujah. So when you fast and pray, you are lowering the appetite of the flesh. In fact, let me say you are removing distraction so that you can focus on spiritual things. That's the use of fasting. Fasting does not increase the power of God in your life. Because the factor of power is the Holy Ghost. So it's like saying fasting will energize the Holy Ghost more. Are you following? Fasting does not even energize your own spirit. Because you have been quickened by this power in your spirit. Fasting, you see, fasting tones down all the distractions, all the fleshly distractions, soulish distractions, so that the, your, your, your mindedness will be more on the spiritual. Do you understand that? So if we are not seeing the display of God's power around us, it's because we are not letting it out. It's because we have created all kinds of teachings that shut out the flow of God's power. But I have good news for you. You have received power because the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Imagine Peter saw that person and began to say, ah, if only we can get some really powerful believer to come and help this person. That guy will have continued in his situation. So we need to come out of that unbelief and begin to walk in the power of God. Where is the power of God? In us. Why is it in us? Because the Holy Ghost is there. Who is going to use the power of God? You. Hallelujah. So begin to stir yourself up to the consciousness of that power. One good way to do that is to pray in tongues. Now that's where tongues comes in. Do you understand that? Do you know why? Because when you pray in tongues, guess who is praying? Your spirit. You see that? Your spirit. And you are aware that the Holy Ghost is where? In your spirit. And the power of God is where? In your spirit. You know the Bible says God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that is at work where? In us. Do you understand that? In us. In us. So we are powerful beings because the Holy Ghost is on the inside. So learn to begin to stir yourself up. In fact, I feel like declaring this week power week. So that every day of this week, you set time out to say, Father, I thank you because I have received power. 
because the Holy Ghost is on the inside of me. What do I need the power of God for? Well, you need it to live. Because the forces that are arrayed against you are powerful forces. Do you understand that? But they are not powerful forces in the sense that you should be afraid of them. Because if you don't wake up to the reality of the power of God in your life, you'll be afraid of them. For instance, let me show you what the Bible says in Matthew chapter 28. And I'm rounding up. Matthew chapter 28. Look at what the Bible says here. Verse 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. How many? How many? Does the devil and his cohort have power? But it really doesn't matter. Because Jesus is saying, All power that matters is given unto who? To me. In heaven and on earth. So we neglect all power. Then we start cowering before useless powers. Why? Because maybe we want to practice modern Christianity. Life must be lived in the light and consciousness of the power of God. Hallelujah. So that power is at work in you. We ought to wake up and say, in the name of Jesus, I release the power of God into my body. He says, the Bible says, if the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he that raised Christ from the dead to what? It will quicken your mortal body. But you know, we, we talk tongues, but we block our mind from power. We declare and make declaration in the name of Jesus, but we hope the power will come from on eye. And if we continue in that thought pattern, we will not be very useful to the cause of the gospel. Are you following? We will just be believers that are very ineffective. Praise God. So we need to repent. And that repentance is not asking God to send the power. It is changing your mindedness about what you believe concerning the power of God. I have received power because the Holy Ghost is on the inside of me. So what am I going to do? I'm going to start stirring myself up. Hallelujah. That power is in my spirit. When I pray in tongues, my spirit prayed. My spirit is active. Are you following? So I want to challenge you this week. Take out time every day and sit down with Acts 1.8. I have received power and begin to pray. Father, I thank you. Your power is in me. And begin to pray in tongues. You begin to pray in tongues. What you are doing is that you are stirring up your consciousness to that power. Mando, Sita, Maneke, Protushta. You keep going. Are you following? You keep going. Then you look up every scripture that tells you stop trying to get power. Stop trying to look for someone that has power. Are you following? Stop trying. All of those things are just exercises in unbelief. You already have the power of God on the inside of you. Believe it. Not by your own righteousness, not by your own holiness, but by his own righteousness and holiness in you. Then step up to it. Amen. Then stir yourself up. Tell your neighbor, stir yourself up. The power of God is in you. You know, Paul told Timothy, he says, tear up the gift of God that is in you. Praise God. As you step up to start 
using the power in the name of Jesus and expecting the Holy Ghost to effect the, the commands you have made in the name of the, of the Lord Jesus. Remember, the Holy Ghost will glorify Jesus. So when you say something should happen in the name of the Lord Jesus, it's the Holy Ghost that will move to effect it, to glorify who? Jesus. Are you following? As you begin to do that, and you become a power-conscious believer who walks in the power of God consciously, then all the details, the Holy Ghost will start teaching you. All the details of whether it's word of knowledge, whether it's manifestation. Or, but you don't start from the bottom. Or, or rather, you don't start from the, the details. Like, oh, I will learn all the details. I will learn everything about word of prophecy or interpretation of tongues or gifts of healing. Then I will, once I learn it, because when you have that attitude, you keep talking, you keep learning, but you will never start doing. But once your starting point is, I have received power because the Holy Ghost is upon me and I will start using the power. Because you are a user, the Holy Ghost will give you all the user kits. Hello? All the what? The user kits. All the knowledge about it. You know, when you get an appliance, they give you a manual or something to instruct you on the use. Because you are using, because you are committed to using, then the Holy Ghost can help you in your knowledge of what you are using. But if you have edited the power of God out of your experience, and you are making excuses... Note those places so that you can be tidied up in the editing. So, when we edit out the consciousness of God's power, right? Then we are not going to use it. But as you begin to use it in the name of Jesus, the Holy Ghost will instruct you. But use it. Use it. Stand by it. The Holy Ghost will effect it. You don't effect the power of God. You use it in the name of Jesus. You stand by it. Who effects it? The Holy Ghost. Do you understand that? And see how Peter used it. Such as I have. Such as I have. Such as I have. Whatever you begin to use, you begin to grow in. You begin to increase in the knowledge and awareness of it. Praise God. Did you learn that? So in closing, begin to stir yourself up in that power. I have received what? Power. Because the Holy Ghost is on the inside of me. Every opportunity you have, use the power. Do you understand that? Every opportunity you have, do what? Use the power. Stay yourself up in prayer. Stay yourself up in the word. Hallelujah. All the words of Jesus to you concerning his power at work in you. Stay yourself up in it. Then begin to use the power. When you go out to minister to people, speak to them in the name of Jesus. If you find somebody sick, them. Pray for them in the name of the Lord Jesus. Rebuke Satan in that situation in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you see, I said praying in tongues will help you. Because when you pray in tongues, eh, your spirit is what? Praying. You are stirring yourself up in your spirit. Your flesh is quiet, your spirit is praying, and you are more conscious of the power of God. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the ministry of your word. We are not just hearers, 
but doers of this word in Jesus' name. We'll begin to stir ourselves up, praying in the spirit, meditating on your word. We refuse to edit out the place of your power in our lives because you have already helped us by giving us your Holy Spirit with power. So, Father, we commit to this in the name of the Lord Jesus. And we ask that you will establish us in all the righteousness concerning it. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So, I'm giving you this instruction as a church. Take this message. Get it. Listen to it again and again and again. Act on it. Do you understand that? Act on it. And don't go in your life looking for somebody to use God's power on your behalf. While all the time, you have the power of God resident in your spirit. There are situations in life that we only respond to the power of God. And God has not left us without the power. If we ignore the power and just talk, talk, talk and ignore the power, then and that's why nobody will be able to hold God responsible for anything. Why did God not heal me? He, had, he, he already did. And he gave you the power of the Holy Ghost to attack that situation and expect the Holy Ghost to effect it. You chose to do it your way. God is faithful. Say, I've received power and I will use it every day in Jesus' name. They don't feel like, ah, you only use the power of God when there's a problem. Powerful people tend to make their presence known so that there won't be a problem. Did you get that? They just tend to stamp their presence so that there will not be what? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Let's rise on our feet.